You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, this is episode 102 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Vivian, and today I am joined once again by Miss Seductive Storm. She's the owner of Taken by Storm Web Design and Assistant Safety Screener for Companions. With 19 years in the industry before she retired from companionship herself, she still provides safety knowledge as well as other business services for other companions. Hello, Storm. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, of course. It's always good to have other perspective veterans, you know. Yeah, just to get a different perspective on the show. And plus, your episode did very well the last time. So, yes. So what's new with you? How have you been? I have been good. I actually have been retired now for going on three years and actually am planning on doing a podcast about the ups and downs of that because, you know, other people in the world like to pretend like we're all victims and like we have no say in our life choices. And so they act like, oh, my God, getting out of the industry must be the easiest, most mentally healthy thing to do. (laughs) Actually, getting out of the industry for me led to therapy, a psychiatrist and four bottles of pills. So I just want people to know sometimes going back to your what's the word I like to call it, as my family likes to call it, getting back to my real self or the version of me that they like as the real me has actually been very difficult taking on. I still have my web business and stuff, but you know, I also, while paying for a wedding that's coming up in 11 weeks, had to find another income as well. So I've also had a civvy job and there's nothing more depressing to someone who was a companion (laughs) and (laughs) self-employed for like close to 20 years. It's not just escorts, even strippers too. As you know, I come from the stripper world. And I would see girls quit and come back all the time because they just could not do it. Because when you're used to a, you know, managing your own time, controlling your own time and having money the same day, very difficult for you to go from that to something else, which is why I always, you know, recommend that, you know, escorts while they're doing this also have other shit going on, you know, as far as investments and stuff. So that way the transition can be a little bit better because let's face it, when you're the center of attention, which is pretty much us, we're literally the entertainment, you know? So when your life is this, and then you go to like a regular vanilla life, I'm sure it can be, uh, <laughs> that's why I say once a hoe, always a hoe. <laughs> it has been stressful, but you know what? Aside from making the fiance happy, my main reason for not returning is actually my kids are so glad I stopped. And when I get those little thoughts, I'm like, oh, God, they'll be so disappointed if, like, I go back. It's him and the kids, but especially the kids. Plus, it'll help you focus on your other ventures. So it will, but it doesn't change that an adjustment. I know. <laughs> like me having to ask six months out for the company I work for because they're crazy. And like, you know, most employers like two weeks out, you can get your days off. They have so many employees that are always grabbing at days off that you literally have to request days off six weeks in advance if they're paid days off. So for me to even have to ask for ahead of time, six months to get married or six months ahead to even come down last week like I did to Miami for food tasting and to handle stuff for my wedding was crazy to me. It's nuts to me because I'm used to just being like, hey, let's go. Me and my kids like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're going here this week. You know what I mean? Without having to check with anyone. I don't know how corporate America people do it. Never done that. We'll never do it. (laughs) It's just not for me. It's not for me. I don't know how they do it, but hey, kudos to you. Kudos to them. Because yeah, having to ask somebody for time off and then having to give them a reason for why you want time off is wild to me. Because like, why do you need to know my personal business? Like, I don't get it. Like, you, people are out here just telling all their shit. Oh, my dad is sick. My aunt died. My grandma. They don't even give a shit about you. Like, they don't care what's going on in your life. But now for you to take time off, listen, when I talk to my civvy friends, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and when you explain that to people, they're like, but you're safe now. 
and you don't have to worry anymore and everything's fine. And at least now you can, they're, they're like, you have a steady income now. It doesn't change daily or weekly based off the amount of clients. So you should be happy. And I'm like, in some ways I am. I get that part. But then in some ways, because I've been at the high of it, the low of it, the middle of it, I get it at the low of it when I felt that way. But when COVID hit, I was kindly actually coming, you know, things were coming full circle and then COVID happened and that basically retired me. And then the engagement came after it and I wanted the engagement. Don't get me wrong. And by the way, guys, the fiance is the same guy that helps you guys have some wonderful websites straight from code that I couldn't do by myself. Husband, wife, team. Yeah. So like that's been it for me. Just trying it. Now, after these 11 weeks are up, I'm the company I currently work for. Oh, it's hell. So I'll probably be looking for a different civvy job. But then I think I'm going to focus a lot more on back on my entrepreneur stuff because this has been, it's been a rough year trying to make myself like just, I won't be back in escorting, but just something that continues to help the companionship community and some other stuff like my chef business. There's just other things that took a real big back burner due to the amount of hours that the civvy job takes for me a day. I work from home though. So at least I was able to still do the web design and the assistant work because yeah, I work from home. That's the one thing I was like, Yo, I'm not leaving the house. I'll bend on everything else. But yeah, I'm going to work naked in my pajamas however I want. That's how I'm working. So yeah, well, that's good that you were able to get the work from home position. So other than that, I mean, everything else is good with you, you know, just. I mean, yeah, I can't complain. You know, just like I said, planning the wedding stressful. This is my second one. So you would think I would have been used to it. But the first time I got married many, many years ago. It wasn't as much of a show. It wasn't as much of like a big, you know what I mean? Planning any event is stressful. So especially when it's something as, you know, big as your wedding, I can totally understand. Just take deep breaths, go to the spa. (laughs) And by the way, for those of you listening, look, he's kind of introverted. I'm extrovert. We've been in our own bubble for so many years with each other. This is why I opened up an open invite to, you know, the community. Just come and say that you are one of my web clients because, you know, we got people there who don't know everything about me necessarily. But yeah, like that's why I opened it up because I was like, that's my community and I don't have a problem with it. And he obviously doesn't either. There's some of our best playing clients as far as web design goes. So if you want to come, DM me on my Twitter, talk to me. We got plenty of seats. Just let me know. And the food is divine. The food tasting like, and I'm a foodie foodie. If I say it was good, y'all, it was great. And five hour open bar. Just come have fun. I will leave all her links in the show notes and you can communicate with her as far as turning up with her at her wedding. And pay me for website. We love that. I like money. (laughs) I will also leave all that information for your services. Okay. So today's topic is for the clients, the gentlemen. How do you avoid getting busted, arrested by the police? But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. We are going to dive into a recent news article from a local NBC News outlet, Nowcast West 2 News. This was February 16th, 2023, so just recently. While I was in Florida, I missed that. Well, it wasn't on this part of Florida. More than 200 people arrested in human trafficking sting, Florida Sheriff says. And this was in Polk County, Florida. In the press conference, Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd 
announced the results of a successful week-long operation aimed at dismantling a major human trafficking ring operating in Central Florida. According to Judd, a team of law enforcement officials conducted a large-scale undercover operation during which they arrested over 200 individuals involved in human trafficking, prostitution, and drug-related offenses. Of those arrested, 213 people have been charged with various crimes and dozens are facing drug charges in addition to charges related to human trafficking. These human traffickers are forcing ladies across this border to commit sex, Judd said. <laughs> to commit sex? <laughs> and I'm quoting, by the way. This is a direct quote. What the hell is commit sex? After you get done, I'm going to give my spiel on what happened to me in 2014. We'll get to it. During the operation, officers identified over 100 prostitutes and nearly 90 individuals who attempted to solicit them for sex. Additionally, two dozen individuals were rescued from sex trafficking, the highest number of victims rescued in any sting operation conducted by the sheriff's office. Some of the individuals rescued by law enforcement were found to have been forced into prostitution by human traffickers who smuggled them into the United States. Judd described the operation as a significant blow to the human trafficking industry in Central Florida and vowed to continue the fight against this heinous crime. I will leave the link to this article in the show notes. Ms. Storm, what are your thoughts? All right. And so actually it wasn't 2014. It was 2004-ish, 2003-ish. Does anyone remember when that big typhoon wave hit? I can't remember. And please forgive me, those of you who it may have affected, whether it was Indonesia or Thailand. But at the time, I was providing companionship back home in the DMV. And I got busted during one of these human trafficking stings. They were trying to save those ladies. And I think we can all agree that if you're going to go after actual human trafficking, that's something I can get behind. Like I can get behind that. But if you see me advertising independent on my own, by my own will, on somewhere like back then there was Big Doggy, of course, TR, Arrows, all of that. And when you talk to me, you realize I'm independent. Why are you still bothering me? So at any rate, I got arrested. And the cop was very honest. He said, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I got arrested near Pentagon City in the DMV. And basically, they were doing something similar to this. And this is the same thing I see all the time, which is what eats me alive. Um, we have things like this in Georgia all the time. And because South Carolina is so close, they often get them too. And then you see them put all their mug shots up. If you are being a creep, and you're literally really trafficking someone, or, or if minors are involved, I'm 100% behind the investigation. Problem is, when I read an article like this, and when I saw the number, I kind of rolled my eyes in my head. So out of 200 people, we're talking about 24 people who were actually being human trafficked. And we don't know that for sure. Right, but we're going to go with the two dozen. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Not even a little bit. I don't believe it because there have been other articles and news of these different police departments saying that they've had a very hard time since they shut down Backpage actually getting these people. And now they're basically lumping prostitution with sex trafficking and they're completely different things. First of all, none of them are underage, which, you know, those people need to be buried under a jail and burned in there if that's what they're doing. Okay, and then the ones that are quote-unquote forced, they never have any documentation that these women were forced. Yes, they might be immigrants trying to provide for their family back home or just trying to have a good life here, but there's never anything that shows that they were trafficked. They just throw it all in there so that way they can get sympathy from the general public because, you know, they're not informed. And then it becomes this never-ending, oh, human trafficking. Notice how they don't even say prostitution busts anymore. Ever since Pasta Sesta, human trafficking. Are you serious? I just remember going back to that day in 2004, him just, well, tell me who, tell me who put your ads up. I was like, me. He's like, well, tell me who, whatever, me. Like, why me? Exactly. It's like they're trying to find this big bag boogeyman that's like forcing you to do stuff. But that is just not the case. I'm just over it. Like, I've reached out to companions before to interview for my podcast particularly one girl, I can't remember, she's in the UK. And I get that some of you 
everybody has a bad day. There's not a companion, I don't think, alive who doesn't have a week or a day where they're like, man, fuck this shit. This is the worst shit ever. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, I don't think it happens. I think we've all had that week. But again, and everybody's experience is not my experience. So I never mean to make light of another person's like journey because I didn't walk in their shoes just like they didn't walk in mine. But some of them... I hate to say it like I talk about self-internalized misogyny. I think some of them have been talked into really, really, truly believing that like all of their misery, everything that's wrong in their life is because of their choice to be a sex worker and that it's bad and that it scarred them. Look, please, there are plenty of miserable people walking around on this earth that have nothing to do with this world. If anything, I can list so many pros of being a companion. So many. Like, I honestly feel like if every adult woman today had engaged in some form of sex work, be it stripping or whatever, there would not be these many think pieces about what women bring to the table and, you know, femininity and all this other nonsense because women would inherently know their worth. Let's not forget that in history, the brothels in the West, when everybody went out West to find gold or what built the West, like nobody talks about that. But them brothels, honey, funded your beautiful California, funded your beautiful Las Vegas. They don't call it the world's oldest profession for nothing. But for some reason, they're just people that are gung-ho to see it as something else. And I believe it's just because there are still plenty of people that believe sex is some kind of a bad thing. Like, look at this quote. These human traffickers are forcing ladies across the border to commit sex. Commit sex? I didn't know that sex was a crime. As my lawyer put it back in 2004, it's a victimless crime. We were two consenting. Well, he was a cop, but had he been not a cop, it would have been two consenting adults minding their damn business, both willing participants. Again, I said several times, nobody was making me do anything. And that day, they locked everyone else up like they put them in a pay But for me, and I guess it's a good thing, but then not a good thing. For me, they just gave me a ticket because I seemed like a, quote, nice lady. Yeah, this is the crazy and it's unfortunate for the other. They lured one client there by making pretend they were a girl. And he was meeting up with her to both have sex and get pills. But we'll get into all the ways they trick y'all later. They definitely, you know, throw other things in there because they know a prostitution, you know, charge by itself more than likely will get thrown out if these people lawyer up. I actually posted a clip from Family Guy. There is a scene where this girl accepts money from a guy. They're in a hotel room. She accepts money from a guy and he was like, all right, let's do it. And the cops bust him. Freeze, you're under arrest for prostitution. He was like, this isn't prostitution. I paid her to have sex, but we're filming it. He was like, oh, okay, since you're filming it, then that's fine. Carry on. And it's just like, what? I don't understand. And you know what's crazy? And it's not all porn stars, but because I've been an assistant for one, so it's not all of them because, you know, she offered appointments outside of her filming. Most of them do because they can command top dollar because they're porn stars. Right. But what kills me about some of them is they really think that regular sex work is the bottom of the barrel simply because their stuff is legal. What was that little chick's name that was real popular on Twitter out in Las Vegas? I think it was. She's real little and everybody just really got tired of her shit. I can't think of her name. Was she a redhead? Strawberry, blondish, very tiny, very petite. And she just bragged all the time that she worked at a brothel and she was legal. She was on Tim Ferriss' show. That was how I heard about her. Yeah, she was like the most nerve wracking person. I just remember just being like, oh, dear God, girl, you know, different than the rest of us. Gosh. She was she was playing into the little girl fantasy because she was so short and she also had a baby face. So she always played the school girl, little girl thing. She was like, well, I work in a legal brothel and I'm a porn star, so I'm better than you guys. And I'm just like, no, you're not. Did she actually say she was better or did you just assume? Basically, her wording, basically, her wording strongly conveyed. There was no way to miss it. Everybody picked up on it and they ripped her for filth up and down Twitter for like a year or so behind her comment. I'm never on Twitter with the fuckery. Like, I come, I post my shit, I retweet, and I move on because I just can't do it. 
Me too. But this was, like I said, now this was like two or three years before I retired because otherwise I wouldn't see it either. Now I'm the same. I post about my podcast. I post about my web design. I might retweet somebody once in a while and I don't have time for anything more. It's just too much. But the whole hierarchy thing has always been around. Like, you know, strippers feel like they're better than, you know, people that do other things because they don't have to do anything. The webcam girls, you know, OnlyFans girls think that they're better than porn stars because they don't have to physically do anything. So it's like this stupid battle within the community, which makes no sense. Like we're all doing the same thing. I promise you the outside world still thinks we're all fucking whores. We all think we're whores. They think we're going to burn in hell. So I assure you this little comparison means nothing. Nothing at all. Just make your money and enjoy your life. Like I don't understand. This whole comparison just never made any sense to me. I don't get it. I will never get it. I think it's ridiculous. Absolute same. It runs rampant. And I'm, I just really like, I understand why some girls are sad and they were really happy about Foster Sesta, like the girl in the UK. And that's why I want to interview her because I was really trying to understand, like, I get it. I understand you're in survival mode. I've been there too. That's why I tell people I'm the best person to talk to. I've been at survival mode. I've been at mid mode. I've been at high end mode. Like you can talk to me. My life's been a spectrum. I never felt like even when I was in survival mode, like, oh my God, I'm such the victim. I never felt that. And I don't want to make fun of anyone who felt it. Cause again, didn't walk in their shoes. But I just think them assisting laws that are so broad that are a blanket fix for everything that should never have been a blanket fix. It is crazy. I mean, we interviewed someone that was actually trafficked. Sophia Gray. Hey, girl. Hey. And now she's like flourishing. And But she said even when she reached out to the, you know, the would-be people that were supposedly saving hoes, they were not even interested in saving her. They were interested in their own narrative for their own, you know, spinoff. It wasn't a good thing for her. Like they actually would have put her far backwards that actually render any help. The whole narrative is, okay, everybody who's you know, an escort is being forced into it. So let's save them. All right, fine. How are you saving them? They have no clue. Like there's just no solutions. Let's save them from what and how. If anyone's listening, if you want to save anyone who wants to be saved, you need to put them in a place of education where they're able to get some tuition paid, help with school, even if it's just trade school. You need to help them with housing that they might otherwise lose. Even if it's not great housing, at least put a roof over their head, make sure they're going to be able to eat and make sure that their kids are going to be okay. You need to meet their basic needs. You need to meet their basic needs first because they still have bills to pay. <laughs> right. So I don't, if you're trying to save anyone, you need to save their bank account because they have bills to pay. Before anyone can even think about education and any of that stuff, your Maslow's hierarchy of needs need to be met. They need to feel safe. They need food, shelter, and their bills paid. Once you're able to do that, so maybe create a fund that can help these, you know, would-be people that need to be saved, create a fund. Are they going to do that? Hell no, because they want you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Okay, how are they going to do that? How do you suggest they do that? The civilian world doesn't want to hire hoes. <laughs> Don't even have a record because then you're screwed because then they're like, oh, you got busted for past No one's going to hire them. So what is your solution then? They're just like spinning this narrative because they want to feel high and mighty and, you know, oh yeah, moral police. But they actually have no solutions and they're making things worse. They were so thirsty to shut down Backpage. And now look, their well has dried up for finding the actual people that were, you know, now they're deeper underground. I never take the side of law enforcement. Just saying it makes me cringe. However, like that's the one time we could agree because the police even told them it was a bad idea. The police even literally told them shutting down Backpage was a very, very bad idea because they would not be able to have the backtrack anymore, the paper trail to what happened. And that's what made it so crazy. I was like, Lord, I'm actually agreeing with law enforcement or something. What is happening in the universe? They just wanted to say they shut down the pool of sex trafficking so badly that they would do anything to shut it down. Now it's shut down. And guess what? There are plenty of other people that have taken their place. Plus, the actual criminals have gone deeper underground. 
Well, you did not save anyone. All you did was make yourself look good for five seconds on TV. And put them in more danger. The people you were trying to rescue put more danger. Exactly. It's just, it's ridiculous. But you know, such is life. Shit like this happens all the time. You just have to like find a way to be resilient and, you know, keep it moving because Lord. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyways, it's been a while since we discussed this on the show. So I thought I would give the new client listeners and our loyal ones a refresher. (laughs) Here are five ways to avoid getting arrested when booking a companion. Number one, do your research. I'm not going to lie. Every time I hear a guy complaining about having a bad experience with an escort, 99% of the time, it's because he did not do his research. He just saw a pretty picture and was corny and did not care to research her to make sure she was real or legit. I remember one time a client had reached out to the show asking me to help him determine if a particular ad could be real. Aside from this person not having an email address, social media, website, she just had a phone number. Yeah, I did a quick reverse image search and found out that the photos were of some celebrity in Asia. They were from a news article written about this celebrity. And when I shared this information with this guy, do you know he was still asking if the girl could look like the Asian stolen pictures? Do you know whose pics I've seen used online here in Atlanta in pics and found it hilarious? Juju that used to date Cameron out of Miami and Emily B's daughter. It's like, really, sir? You know the ad is fake. You know the pictures are fake. Yet you still want to take a risk with somebody who is clearly being dishonest with you. Like, how? They think with their little head, not their big one. But we already just proved that the picture is fake. But you're like, well, maybe she looks like the picture. No! (laughs) This is how you get hammed up. No. What are your thoughts? (laughs) I have also several times explained to gentlemen how not to get caught up. I spend more time keeping the girl safe, but I also am fair. So I give both sides. And for me, there are a few things. Like you said, I don't like to promote classism and the hierarchy. Um, So please don't take it as such. Just giving some pure facts, not fiction regarding locations and studying people before seeing them. For me, there were things I'd always tell people like location. Is it in a bad area or is it in a good area also known to be an LA hotspot? If you look the location up and you've heard through the grapevine, come on, guys, you talk about everything else on the hobbyist sites. And you mean to tell me you don't talk about where the hotspots are and you still carry yourself over there? Well, yeah, because they're probably embarrassed and they're not going to tell people they got busted. You won't tell them you got busted, but you'll say, I can see them saying in the forums, like where the hotspots are and to stay away, even if they say a buddy of mine got caught up. You know what I'm saying? There's ways I think that they communicate the same way we communicate sometimes without exactly saying what. But for instance, here in Atlanta, I strongly like with strongly, what is it? Beaver Ruin Road up in Norcross, Georgia. Don't go there. Even if it's a nice hotel, don't go there. Like there are places like you just know not to go because if you go, the undercovers are already sitting in the parking lot. You're going to get got. Right. And like, is the companion making it too easy for you to see them? Kind of like what I mentioned about the 2004 bus. Is the companion openly discussing the act, drugs and other things with you? Like, is she not asking you anything about you? And she's just like, come on over. Like, is she too willing? Like, if she's too willing, guys, a lot of times she's either an undercover or she got caught up in a misdemeanor, doesn't know her laws and her rights and decided to help them. I would never. But some girls get scared and they do begin to work with the police to help make bust. That's fact. The law enforcement is good at, you know, coercing people by threatening them and scaring them. And if you don't know the law, it's very easy for you to fall prey to that. But yeah, what you're saying, you know, I'm actually going to list that coming up. But I just want to quickly say, here is how you do research on your escort. Because I just said, do your research. So if you're like, how do I do my research? Here is how you do a research on your escort that you're interested in seeing. Number one, Google her name to see if she has ads on several platforms. Most of the time, these law enforcement, they don't really have very many venues. Like when they were using Backpage, they were using Backpage. Now it's something else. Check to see if she has social media and if she's active on it. Google her work email and phone number. You might be surprised to find that it's linked to several escort ads. 
And yes, it might be an agency, but in this day and age, it also might be law enforcement. So do your due diligence. Like, does the number, you know, belong to several ads? Check to see if she has a website. If she has videos, even better. Law enforcement is not putting that much time into their ads and marketing materials. They're definitely not going to build a website, you know, or create a video ad. Like they basically will steal photos offline and use them to lure you into their trap. They're super lazy. So just do your part so you don't fall into their trap because they don't even try. And somehow these men still get busted. Like I've seen these ads. Like it's usually like very raunchy, you know, sexually seductive ads, just a phone number. And they don't even have many texts. They're like, come get your dick sucked or something. <laughs> Let me tell you about the crazy one I saw when I first moved to Atlanta many years ago. Literally, they used a well-known provider here in Atlanta's picture, someone I knew, so I knew she would never. Then they put in the ad to come to such and such apartments, gave the apartment door number, gave the number and told people to come around to the back door. So basically just form a line like it's Chick-fil-A. Don't even worry about... (laughs) Come on in, handcuffs. Come on in, handcuffs. Come on in. You're under arrest mugshot like no don't do it sirs don't do it I would like to add that kind of what you said just to reiterate but for me I used to always tell them I get some girls are new but if she's new and she's about it she should at least be on the websites that most people are on or she should at least have her own website and social media but if she doesn't have those things because some people Trust me that ISIS just don't believe they need any of it. At least make sure you can go back at least six months or more and see that she's been actively advertising for six months or more. Not just she popped up one month for a week. Then you didn't see her again for six more months. And then she popped up because those are law enforcement ads. Like someone who's really about it is about it. They grind in unless they're visiting. But even then you should be able to find her for another city for a longer duration of time. So I would just like to add that to that from, you know, what I've seen. Even speaking of grinding, when somebody is new to this business, they're trying to put themselves everywhere. They're not going to just put their ad on one thing. They're going to try to, you know, market themselves so they can get the most amount of clients. So just because she's new doesn't mean she's only going to be on one website. Like if anything, she's going to be on all of the platforms, Instagram, especially if she's younger. The younger folks are, they have three or four TikToks now. I'm like, what? The younger people are using social media. There's no excuse. Like she's not just going to be on one thing. Okay, number two, engage in conversation with her per her protocol. And firstly, you will find just like you just said that most law enforcement have zero booking protocols. They just slap a phone number on the ad that you can either call or text. And is she trying to screen you? Like you just said, is she sending you her address? Like you just said, without even asking you for your name? Use red flag. Like the world can be a dangerous place. The night is dark and full of terrors and no escort will just invite a complete stranger to her home without at least getting his name. That's just not, even the ones with pimps, they're still going to get your name. Like they're not just going to be like, yeah, come, come over here. Like we don't know you. It's apartment 304, letter C, meet you out front. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come around back. The door is open. Wow. Okay, number three, if she's rushing you to come now, that's a red flag. I know some guys are always texting available now, but the reality is, unless you're walking into a massage parlor or like a brothel, no one is ever available now. Like most ladies need notice and they're not trying to rush to see a client. Even the ones with pimps. They still give them notice. So if this person is desperate to see you right away, be cautious because no one is available now. I promise you. Yeah, we need time to do hair, makeup, take a bath. These are things that just, yeah. Plus, not to mention, she might have other clients. So no one's available now. So just know that. If she's saying come now, red flag, don't do it. Okay, number four. Just, you know, piggybacking on what you said, if your escort is using explicit language that will happen during your time together or explicit language of what will happen during your time together, run. Prostitution in the United States is illegal. Prostitution in the United States is illegal. You are always paying for an escort time, not the sexual act she will be performing on you. 
This is why most escorts stay away from those acronym bros. We are human beings looking to connect with respectful clients, nothing less. So if she's trying to get you to, you know, admit that you want this and this for this, oh, how, how much for a blowjob? How much for sex? Do you use a condom? Like they're going to try to find ways to get you to admit that you're paying her for sex. Don't do it. Okay, number five. Not saying that this doesn't happen, but most busts happen at hotels. That's because they're trying to get as many people arrested as possible. And it's a lot easier to have them come to you so you get them all in one place. It used to be that if it was a seedy motel, then that was a red flag. But law enforcement has gotten wiser and they have managed to coerce some of the nicer hotels to cooperate with them. Even in episode 100, we discussed about how a guy got arrested while he was on his honeymoon in Tampa. Oh, my. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he couldn't wait. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't wait. He was arrested at the Hyatt Hotel. Anybody who knows the Hyatt knows that this is not a CD hotel by any means. I got arrested at the Hyatt, that 2004 bus Hyatt. It was at a Hyatt. But I'm willing to bet money that the person he went to go see did not ask him for any screening information because, you know, he's a married man or a private person. And now his face and his private business has been posted for all to see. Not to mention, I'm sure his bride annulled that union. Like, how embarrassing for you. So, yeah, they don't do CD motels anymore. There are two or three hotel chains I'd like to mention that are just synonymous with working with the police. Holiday Inns, I don't know if they're even still a thing anymore. I haven't stayed at one of yours, but they will help police bust you quicker than you can blink. I've never seen a Holiday Inn. Well, I'm talking about the nicer ones, not not the ones with the door that opens to the outside, but the nicer Holiday Inns. Motel 6 and even the, what do they call the one that's nicer? They work with the police too, even though some of their best customers are working girls. Never understood it. And then the Marriott. The Marriott line doesn't even want you to be a single woman who's a non-sex worker sitting at the bar or else they send someone over to harass you because they think you are. And they have a binder that all Marriott's because of their Christian values that they like to say. They call it the black binder. I've heard this from management of Marriott. When Backpage was popping, when Craigslist was popping, and they probably still do it with arrows, they used to print out the ads so that if any of the girls checked in, they let law enforcement know and they would cooperate with them. Crazy though, but Marriott a few years ago was being passed around on companionship Twitter for that reason. Everyone was boycotting them because they, once Foster Sesta started, made it part of their rules that like single women who weren't married Say I'm a single woman who's a doctor who's in town. They were even harassing them at the bar, wanting to know, were they there alone? Who were they staying with? Things of that nature. So, yeah, it's very, very crazy. It got very crazy after Foster Sesta. I don't know if they're still doing that. At home, now, this happened to a companion. I don't know if this could happen to a client as well, but I suppose it could. If the undercover is a female pretending to be a companion, one of the well-known companions here in Atlanta had a regular that she saw for many years. I think I mentioned this maybe last time I was on the show with you. He came to see her. He saw her several times. He had even paid for her hotel several times. When she moved into her home, he came again as a reg. He came back. He didn't bust her the same day. He came back the next day after the session, along with his partner, unbeknownst to her, had also seen her before. And they both busted her. So I don't know that there's... Wait, what? Yeah, crazy. Atlanta is nuts. Wait, wait, wait. So it was a regular for many years. I had one do it to me. I'm trying to understand. So he was a regular to this girl for many years. Recently decided to bust her. Mm-hmm. I've had one do it to me. He tried, but he couldn't bust me because I figured it out. I figured it out. I walked outside one morning. This was like probably 10 years ago, I walked outside, never saw law enforcement in the parking lot, marked cars or unmarked. This was a neighborhood that was all Latina and Black. All of a sudden, there are two white guys in two different like unmarked sports cars and marked PD cars in my parking lot. So I was like, okay, something's not right here. I had a back door. Went out my back door, this client who I'd been seeing for years. Well, he was law enforcement. At first, I thought maybe he's an informant, but he had to be law enforcement. 
because, you know, I went back through all the years and every hotel I would stay at after he came because the hotel managers were real cool with me because I spent a shit ton of money because during that time I was still getting my footing here. So I was literally living in these hotels, paying close to a stack a week to even live there. So they wanted their money. So whenever someone would come in and ask about me, they would let me know and they would move my room or put me under a pseudonym so the police couldn't bust me because they wanted their money still. Imagine if hotels were doing that today. (laughs) Right? Imagine if hotels were working together with escorts. Do you know? Do you know what we could do? Do you know the life we could build together? (laughs) I went back through after that day happened and I was like, huh. Every time I've seen this man over the last three or four years, law enforcement has shown up at whatever hotel I was at asking about me. So then it became clear to me what had been going on. And I was like, yeah, but the fact that he was constantly engaging and seeing you, his department didn't think that was unethical. I guess not. So sometimes here in Georgia, they will throw cases out. I think it depends on what county you're in. Let's all admit it's a possibility that if I had been blonde haired, blue eyed and a little lighter. In some of these counties, things might have gone a different way. My thing is, okay, we hear about undercover stuff all the time, even the ones that are trying to bust the drug dealers. They're not really going to do certain things because, you know, their morality clause. So I don't know that these men are trying to actually see the girls that many times. (laughs) Like, how would their department, you know, be okay with it? Because they're also committing a crime. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I've been arrested twice in my life, once in DMV, once in Georgia, many, many years ago, with probably 10 years in between the two or longer. The officer that busted me here, who is now an FBI trainer and owns a surveillance company here in Georgia, has seen so many girls had the community divided because many of us were telling people, even agencies are telling people he's Ellie. The other girls that he saw to get these good reviews and the ability to see us for screening or saying, no, he's not. He's been a client of mine forever. He's great. He's awesome. So after he busted me, because a lot of these cops are dirty cops and they have their own fetishes and things they're into. He saved some and burned some. He literally was answering like civvy ads for fetish shit that I had on Craigslist that didn't have anything to do with money at all. He was still answering. And when he would answer, I would email his ass back and be a smart ass and be like, you busted me once. And even though this isn't for money, I have no desire to spend time with you ever again in my life. So I'm just saying they're very sneaky here in Georgia, in Washington, D.C., and New York. Those are the areas I know where they can twist and turn it and they can do things that you otherwise would think or highly unethical and illegal to make their case. But certain counties here in Georgia have gotten tired of it. Some of the more black, poor areas, and they will throw the cases out like they will fire the whole department and get rid of them. They did that in Baltimore, where I'm from, too. A cop busted a streetwalker. He put her in the car. He knew she was a heroin addict. So he basically offered her drugs and giving him a blowjob, and he wouldn't take her to the precinct. She did everything he wanted and he still arrested her. And so they fired that whole precinct. So you'd be surprised the lengths that they will go to. So guys, yeah, even with a girl like screener, even if it's the house and not your hotel, because you never know, she might double back in a month or two or the next day and help them bust you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if it's a house, more than likely she's been contaminated. So like, let's say she got busted and they're like, okay, help us get all your clients. But I don't know. That's very tough. But again, the bottom line here is just be diligent and think with the head on your head and not your penis. Like, if you can do that and think, how could this affect me in the long run if I don't take the time to do my research? Yeah, a lot of you are married. I hate to say it, but you are. I'd say 90% of you are. Most of them don't care. Oh, trust. Don't I know? I mean, like, look at this guy on his honeymoon. Let's be serious. Single men didn't pay most of my bills for years. I'm just saying a few did, but not normally. You know what I mean? And the the smart married men know that they need to do their research because they have a lot to lose. Right. Do your research. Also, a little off topic, but please, for the love of God, 
either have a burner phone that you keep in the trunk of your car that she's not going to find because we don't like getting phone calls from them. I've even had people who like, it was just in the phone. They never met me, but the wife went through every number. And I know one night in DMV, as a matter of fact, this chick couldn't find her husband. And I was on a date with someone and they had picked me up. We were in the car. And I mean, he thought it was kind of humorous. She just blew my phone up for like a hundred times, accusing me of being with her guy. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. You didn't just turn off your phone. I have kids, right? So I couldn't just turn it off like I wanted to. I was out of state. But eventually, yes, once we got to his house, I absolutely turned off. But like I said, he was having a good time laughing at it, too, because it was so hilarious to him that I'm with him. And she's like literally accusing and threatening me. She was going to do this to me, that to me. I'm like, honey, you're not going to do any of it because it'll ruin you and his lives. You're not going to do any of what you're talking about. We both know that. Stop. Let's just try to keep us all away from drama and away from the popo. Like, let's just let's just do a better job of being discreet and doing our research. And here's a bonus. Stay the fuck away from Polk County. (laughs) So what cities are in Polk County? I'm curious. I don't know that I what cities are there. What's there? I don't know because I've never gone and I have no desire to go. But my my former co-host Chantel has mentioned this several times. This county is anti-escorts. So if a companion you're interested in is based there, avoid it at all costs. They do so many busts there. Like the sheriff over there, like she or he has a vendetta against escorts. So stay the fuck away from Polk County. People like that must have got caught by their wife or are mad because no one like gives them the time of day. I don't know which one it is. Who knows? I don't care. Just stay away from Polk County because they're always doing busts. And guys, if you're hearing her say this, I'm not a Floridian yet, but we're moving there in a year and a half. Let me just like listen. Like if I give advice on Atlanta or DMV, listen, I don't know why it's so hard for y'all. Like, well, I do. Your hormones surge. You see a picture of fat ass and no one cares. I do know why it's so hard for you. I mean, honestly, in their defense, most of these men are busy living their lives. They're not like in our world or, you know, on social media or anything. So. Just hopefully the ones that are listening to the show can like. But nowadays you got to be careful on any online thing, whether it be Bumble, Tinder, Christian Mingle. Like, let's think of all the rapes that have occurred off Christian Mingle. I'm not surprised, but I actually heard that at one point law enforcement was on Tinder and uh, seeking. I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had law enforcement back in the day approach me from sites that were not actually made for that. You know what I'm saying? So that doesn't surprise me. They get hip to what we're using. Adult Friend Finder. Um, Back in the day, Yahoo Chat. I mean, they get hip. They get hip. They find out somebody gets a little too hot, gets a little too sloppy, draws too much heat to a site. They know about it. That's not shocking to me. So, yeah, you got to do your research on both sides. We have to do our research and y'all have to do your research, too, to keep everything safe. Yeah, but, I, you know, we've had a epi- you know, many episodes of keeping the ladies safe. I might do another refresher since this is a new year. But no matter how hip the law enforcement gets, they always have the same script, the same ammo. So just. Do your research because there are certain things they just are not going to do. Like the day I see the Popo get a website, then I'm just going to throw my hands up. <laughs> so let me say this too, because I've been there and ladies and gents, whether there's two types of desperation that might be going on here. You might be the client who's lonely and I hate to say it, whose wife might be sick because that happens a lot and you just need a out in a fantasy for a while or you might be the girl who like needs whatever everybody just needs to be like super conscious of not getting sloppy and letting their guard down because it happens on both sides and then before you know it when I got caught here in Georgia literally every guy that got caught and I promise you they got to the point here in Georgia where they had billboards letting men know that they were going to start busting them the hardest instead of the girls. I can't tell, but that's what the billboard said. I think it was a bunch of paluey that never came to fruition. The county I was in was a heavy pill popping in meth community. It was a very affluent white area, but that's what they were into up there because it was more in the mountains. 
And so they weren't into like the drugs that the inner city was into so much as other things. So the way they were getting them was offering them pills along with appointments. And every man who got caught up in the same bus that busted me got two counts, one count for soliciting of drugs and for the other. They posted like everyone they busted. And I think with the exception of maybe five dudes, it all included drugs too. So just be very, very careful because they know what gets you in certain counties. They know what your inner demon is. They know what carrot to dangle in front of you. Well, (laughs) and on that note, (laughs) they know what carrot to give you. Like for real, they definitely know. And like, whether you're, who you are, whether you're a client or the companion, there's so much that's going to get messed up in your life if you get arrested financially, family-wise, career-wise. It's just simply not worth the risk. Let's all use our heads on our head. On that note, (laughs) we're going to end the show here. Hopefully this has been very insightful for all of you. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out. Vivian at TSEGP.com. And as I said, I'm going to leave all of Storm's details in the show notes. Thank you so much, Storm, for coming on. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Good luck with the nuptials. I hope it's all great and stress-free. And hopefully you can come back on another time. Oh, yeah. I'm always here. Just reach out. You know, I like running my mouth, so it works for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.